WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Organizers of a campaign to let voters decide abortion rights in Michigan say they have gathered more than enough signatures to put the issue on the ballot. The announcement was made by Lee Song at the Ann Arbor City Council meeting this week. Song is co-chair of the group Reproductive Freedom for All. Nearly 800,000 signatures have been gathered, the most in any ballot uh, effort history in the state of Michigan. So um, many thanks to community members who went to great lengths to collect signatures. The group needed just more than 425,000 valid signatures by next Monday. The ballot proposal would ask voters whether abortion rights should be added to the state constitution. The fifth debate of Republican gubernatorial candidates took place in Grand Rapids yesterday. Businessman Kevin Rinke touted his plan to eliminate the state's 4.25% personal income tax within a year of taking office. He said it would put money in residents' pockets immediately and be attractive to visitors. For people on the outside who love Michigan but who were reticent to move here because of the tax structure, they'll now have an opportunity to come and enjoy property that they own. Rinky, Ryan Kelly, Tudor Dixon, and Garrett Soldano all argued for tax cuts during the debate but couldn't agree on a way to do it. GOP candidate Pastor Ralph Rebrandt of Farmington Hills was not invited by event organizers because he didn't meet the polling threshold. Police say four Battle Creek men who led them on a chase after breaking into three marijuana dispensaries in Van Buren County may have been involved in several other break-ins in the area. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department says deputies were called to the White Flower Cannabis Company in Pawpaw this morning when the alarm went off. Not long after, the alarms went off at Golden Greens Provisioning Center in Lawrence and then at Transcend Dispensary in Hartford. Surveillance video from that third dispensary gave police a description of the vehicle and the suspects. They were spotted later at County Road 681 and Red Arrow Highway, and a chase began that reached 100 miles an hour. After about 10 miles, the suspect vehicle became disabled and the four suspects ran. One of them was caught quickly while it took a search involving canines and a drone to find the others. They were all jailed. Police say they range in age from 17 to 26. There will be a series of open houses next month on the Berrien County Trails Master Plan. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission's Marcy Hamilton tells us work started on the plan last winter as the Friends of Berrien County Trails develop a vision for the county. We're trying to be inclusive and include all trails, looking at what's existing in the county right now, and then mapping out a future vision of where we'd want to see more of these trails in our community. Hamilton says the work on the plan should wrap up in the fall. Then we'll be taking around to all the municipalities in Bering County and also the county itself and asking them to endorse or adopt the plan. The master plan covers hiking trails, water trails, biking trails, and even horseback trails. The open houses next month will be uh, the public's chance to weigh in and suggest the inclusion of anything missed. The workshops will be held in Niles, Coloma, and New Buffalo, and Benton Harbor. We have the dates and locations at our website. Public comments are being taken on Berrien County's hazard mitigation plan. County Emergency Preparedness Coordinator Rocky Adams tells us to qualify for some federal grants, the county needs the plan to help it be ready for disasters. We identify all of our hazards in the community, and then we find some solutions for those hazards. We try to problem solve and make sure that we're able to correct some of the impacts from disaster hazards. 
For example, imagine a community that's prone to flooding. That community may have identified some projects to be able to solve that flooding hazard. That could be anything from building a dam or some sort of diversion or having materials to be able to respond to that. Adams says that information would be in the hazard mitigation plan. It also includes man-made problems, like if something were to go wrong at the cook plant or a chemical facility. The county is finalizing its latest five-year update to the plan, and the public can comment through August 8th. We'll, we have links to it at our website. More than 170 artists from around the country are about to converge on downtown St. Joseph for the 60th annual Krasil Art Fair on the Bluff this Saturday and Sunday. Krasil Art Fair Center uh, Director of Events Jamie Balkin says 60 years of Krasil Art Fair is a huge accomplishment, and she's excited to see the diverse array of artists on the Bluff this weekend. We have 87 returning artists that have been here before that are, are pleased to be coming back. That means there's quite a few new artists that are joining us for the first time this year, and they're really looking forward to being a part of the event. The fair is also partnering with St. Joe today on a farmer's market area to serve attendees of the fair both days. Friday marks the return of the Kresel Art Fair Block Party, which features live music, games, food trucks, and locally crafted drinks. Krasil marketing manager and block party organizer Matthew Bizzo said he's looking forward to it. I am super excited to have that return. I actually started as a volunteer with the decorations for the block party. So it's near and dear to my heart. I missed it last year. You can, of course, buy tickets at the gate. But if you want to come, definitely go and get those online. Bands performing at the block party include Sax, Squatch, and the Bridge Band and Jordan Hamilton Trio. Tickets for the fair on the block party can be bought online at krasil.org. Many schools in the Big Ten allow alcohol sales on their college stadiums, in their college stadiums, but not in Michigan. Some state lawmakers have now introduced bills to change that. State Representative Graham Filler has co-sponsored a bill in the state house to lift the alcohol ban at college football, basketball, and hockey games in Michigan. He says it's an issue of competitiveness. As all these colleges recruit and try to create the best game experience possible, where you go to a university in Ohio where they allow this, where they're a little more modern, that's a competitive advantage for those universities. So I think it will make Michigan universities that have football, hockey, basketball to have a little more of a competitive edge. Filler says it's also a safety issue as many people tailgate before a game, which causes binge, binge drinking. A similar bill has been introduced in the Michigan Senate. And four days of twang is now underway in Niles as a free four-day bluegrass festival kicked off yesterday at Riverfront Park, hosted by the Riverfront Optimist Club of Niles. The festival features about 15 bands and more than 24 total hours of performances at the amphitheater along the St. Joe River, as well as food and craft vendors. The music will go on, go on until after 10 p.m. each night except Sunday when the festival gives way to the Niles Summer Concert Series at 6 p.m., Highlights in the lineup include a Grateful Dead tribute band Fillmore's Ladder on Friday at 8 p.m. and multiple performances from the Water Street Wranglers on Saturday. You can find the full schedule at our website. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. Prosecutors say the suspected shooter in the holiday parade rampage outside of Chicago is admitted to opening fire on spectators, killing seven. Police and the media have been speaking with his parents. Here's more from ABC's 
Aaron Katursky. We knew of two, the time when he attempted suicide and the time when Robert Cremo, the suspected shooter, allegedly threatened members of his own family and a bunch of knives and a sword and a dagger were confiscated. But we're told that police in Lake County visited the family home on numerous occasions since 2002. He would have been, what, about two years old. Not all those calls involved the, the suspected shooter. And so authorities are now digging into those records to see whether they offer any clues about the, the, the suspected shooter's home life. Foreign analysts say Russia may be temporarily easing its offensive in Ukraine as it attempts to reconstitute its forces for a renewed assault. A Washington-based think tank said Russian forces made no territorial gains in Ukraine yesterday for the first time in 133 days of war. The Institute for the Study of War suggested Moscow might be taking an operational pause that does not entail the complete cessation of active hostilities. Russian President Vladimir Putin warned his forces haven't even started, in his words, to fight. Shelling continued in Ukraine's east, and further fighting was reported off the country's Black Sea coast. Following scandal and a rash of resignations, Boris Johnson today said he had no other choice but to step down as the UK's prime minister. More of maybe sees Ian Pinnell in London. It really is an astonishing fall from grace. Remember, Boris Johnson was elected back in 2019. It was a huge landslide election victory. He managed to take his Conservative Party, think the Republican Party back in the US, into parts of the country that normally they would never get votes, that they wouldn't win. He also managed to push Brexit through. Uh, he was seen as a man who had the Midas touch, but he was always swirling in controversy. His critics say he had an uncomfortable relationship with the truth. A massive expansion of Arizona's private school voucher system awaits Republican Governor Doug Ducey's expected signature as he faces a signing deadline. Public education advocates in that state are promising to block the bill and they want voters to erase it during November's election. The expansion that Ducey is certain to sign today will allow every parent in Arizona to take public money now sent to K-12 through public schools and use it to pay for their children's private school tuition or other education costs. It's estimated more than one million Arizona students would qualify. Only about 12,000 students now get vouchers. With 11 million jobs to fill and unemployment hovering around its lowest rate in 20 years, many employers are shifting the bar that must be cleared by applicants hoping to land a position. More from ABC's Jim Ryan. It's not purely a product of the pandemic. A 2019 survey by recruiting firm ADECO found that 37% of companies were already beginning to loosen requirements for previous work experience and education levels among would-be employees. I found out over the years some of my best team members actually did not have a four-year degree. Robert LaFaro owns an insurance agency. Some large companies like CVS Health also are dropping some previous requirements from job listings to find workers in a very tight market. Jim Ryan, ABC News. WNBA star Brittany Griner pleaded guilty to drug possession charges on the second day of her trial in a Russian court in a case that could see her sentenced to up to 10 years in prison. Her abrupt guilty plea came amid a growing chorus of calls for Washington to do more to secure her freedom nearly five months after her arrest amid rising tensions between the U.S. and Russia over Ukraine. A senior Russian diplomat said earlier no action could be taken by Moscow on her until the trial was over. President Biden has honored 17 Americans with the nation's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Among the honorees today was a former colleague of former Senator Joe Biden. Among the many Presidential Medal of Freedom honorees was President Biden's longtime colleague and friend, John McCain. I never stopped admiring John, never said a negative thing about him in my life, because I knew his honor 
his courage, and his commitment. The president also honoring sports stars Simone Biles and Megan Rapinoe, the late Apple co-founder Steve Jobs, actor Denzel Washington, and former Congresswoman Gabby Giffords. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. A federal court judge sentenced a former Trump supporter to three years probation for an emailed threat to kill Congresswoman Ilhan Omar of Minnesota and three other congresswomen. 67-year-old David George Hannon of Sarasota, Florida, must also pay a $7,000 fine, undergo mental and substance abuse treatment, and have no contact with the Democratic lawmakers. Hannon's daughter told the judge her father felt like President Trump told them to act out, and he now regrets being a Trump supporter. Hannon pleaded guilty in April to threatening a federal official. The judge noted Hannon's remorse, age, and health problems in deciding against the prison sentence. And his family says that James Kahn, the prolific actor known for his roles in The Godfather and Misery, has died. He was 82, more from ABC's Matt Wolf. James Kahn started his career in films like El Dorado and Brian's Song with Billy D. Williams. Thank you. I owe you beer. But it was his iconic role as Sonny Corleone and Francis Ford Coppola as the Godfather that cemented him into Hollywood legend. No more meetings, no more discussions, no more... Khan passed away Wednesday night. An announcement on the actor's Twitter reads, The family appreciates the outpouring of love and heartfelt condolences. Khan made his mark on the small screen, too, on NBC's Las Vegas for five seasons. He even appeared on The Simpsons as himself in a nod to his most famous role. A toll booth. I hate these things. James Kahn was 82. Matt Wolf, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.